0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: I jog in the graveyard, sparring the same ring. Now it's housed by the building where Malcolm X was slain. I spring train in the winter, around early December. Run suicide drills over and over. With the weight of the world on my shoulder, that's why they call me Hover. I'm far from being God, but I work goddamn hard. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. your host, Rod and
0: Karen.
1: And uh, as you can hear, I'm a little bit under the weather, but we're going to tough through this together, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try to see if we can make it through this next however long the feedback show is. Um, And uh hopefully my voice won't be too annoying, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I hope not, uh, you've been taking their flu and hot toddies and all kinds of good, great stuff.
1: Yeah. Karen's been trying to keep me uh on my feet so I can uh make that money for her. And uh <laughs> you know i'm just doing my best to to, oh not because
0: i love you and care about you and don't want you sick huh
1: i know what a pimp's love feels like karen (laughs) Okay, i'm not stupid i know when i was laying on the couch with the fever you was like so you know you're doing the show
0: right (laughs) no i did i did not i say how do you feel Mm -hmm. you said i'm okay i say you feel like doing the show you said yes if you'd have said no i'd have been like okay
1: yeah okay um but yeah she's I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to die. She said, bitch, you
0: die.
1: You die, i kill you. And I you said, hold up. Not.
0: What? This is, don't believe this, y'all. This, this is not the real version of what happened.
1: Well, we're here. It's the Blackout Tips Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Podomatic. Uh, leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps the show out tremendously. Um... You can go to the blackout tips.com. You can donate. You can go to the blackout slash premium. Become a premium subscriber. Listen to all the feet different shows that we have. Uh different fees for uh premium shows. You know, we got uh the Nerd off, balls deep, uh off season reviews, movie trade uh movie reviews, tra- sport movie reviews, just a ton of stuff that you guys can go check out. Um the official weapon of the show is The taser. an unofficial sport
0: it is bullet ball. A
1: bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. Um and uh let's talk about the people who did donate to the show because those are the most important people. They uh keep us floating. Uh keep that pirate ship afloat, as Arr. I would say. Um boom, boom, boom. Uh here we go. We got a recurring donation from Lucy A. And I believe she's a brand new recurring donator. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Lucy. We appreciate you so much. Uh the homies from Beating the Block hit us up with a with a donation. And it said, Beating the Block, thanks for everything. Uh, we were just on that show last night, by the way. Yes, so thank you, Kevin That was not toys. a payment. That was not a payment to get us on the show Mm-mm. for the record. If you want to have us as guests, you do not have to pay us to be on the show. All
0: well, you gotta do is just ask. Yeah.
1: But uh thank you so much for uh donating, man. That was that was that was dope. Uh, first time, uh, donator, Conrad L. He donated to the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Conrad. Uh, hopefully see you again. Uh, Corey A., the tickler. He hit us with that donation. Thank you so much, Corey. Uh, Denise M., hit us with a one time donation. Thank you so much, Denise. Um, Brina H., Recurring donator. I think she might be new too. I think that's the first time I said her name. So. I think so. Uh, Maurice Novembre, uh, the guy who, killed Tubbs' girlfriend yeah in season four of miami Vice.
0: and i hope he ready uh spring is coming so get your <clears> white tuxedo ready sir, to be back in season
1: mm-hmm. m stevens she hit us with that one time oh recurring donation recurring donation my bad thanks m stevens um we got this one from Corey p he says your podcast is amazing and i'm very grateful that i found you now i don't have to listen to white podcasters make racist black jokes on the sly intelligent funny and logical And I say thank you, man. We can make those same racist black jokes on the sly, and you don't even need a white man involved. Come straight to the source. Yep. So, black people have big lips. See, I did it. I just did it right there. (laughs) That's what they would have done. But you got it straight from the black source, brother.
0: And the authors and like watermelon and fried chicken. See, Mm -hmm. I gave you some more. It's
1: easy. It's easy. Um, Antonio A hit us with the one-time donation. Thank you so much, Antonio. He's, like, becoming a one-time donator, recurring donator up in here. <clears throat> uh, J- James H., I believe he's new. He hit us with a one-time donation. Thank you so much, James. I uh, Appreciate that. Uh, recurring donator, Bomani Jones of Highly Questionable and the Dan Levitar Show on Thursdays and mm-hmm. – uh, the evening jones and everywhere everywhere else that you see bo um you also might know him for blocking your ass on twitter if you talk too much shit so oh
0: yeah
1: uh, that's one spot that he's infamous for so uh yep. thank y'all everybody that gave us uh money this week we appreciate y'all man for we real do.
0: it means a lot you guys hmm. hmm.
1: that's why i got my sick ass up man
0: that 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 and the threats <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been, saying y'all, I've been saying y'all money contributed to the uh, hot tea and their flu and all that other stuff that I'm going to buy and orange juice and stuff and peppermint to keep him up, up in the float. All right, all right.
1: Um, All right, we have uh, reviews. We got uh, five-star reviews. You can get them on iTunes and Stitcher. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it no matter what it says um but it has to be five stars
0: oh they're on the kind of matter
1: yeah if it's below five stars even if you like the show i'm not gonna read it
0: Mm-mm. no matter how nice it is the
1: illest writes it's like cold stone ice cream delicious and refreshing good stuff five stars on stitcher that's right he went to stitcher and left us a five-star review uh thank you so much man thank um, you sweetie yeah, I don't remember if I read Miss Danny Tins or not.
0: I don't remember either.
1: Uh, five stars love this show. Y'all, Rod and Karen are a dynamic duo, and they will surely bring some joy to your day. They cover everything from news articles to sore ratchiness, and they also have some very interesting guests on. Listen to this show and get your life. Get your life, man.
0: Yes, get your life.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Shoe Pimp left this five-star review. I like that name. He says, uh, "Great show, keep doing that TBGWT. What de- keep doing what TBGWT does, providing good entertainment and information to your listeners. We will shoe pimp. Uh, I wonder if he's like sell shoes or mm-hmm. if he makes shoes. Get out there and get his money. Like what is?
2: No,
0: the shoes be walking hard.
1: Listen, bitch. I don't care if you is a Nike. You gonna go out there in the rain and, and get, get my motherfucking shoes. money."
0: <clears throat> get on no feet and get to walking bitch.
1: Yeah. Tie your tie your tie your laces, bitch. Got me <laughs> out here looking sloppy. Um all right, uh we also had some uh, five star reviews on iTunes <coughs> Um We got one from Running Seventy Six Be smart, don't come out Don't come out in Nigeria five stars. So now our five star reviews are like warning people, you know, uh-huh. for their own safety. Now, iTunes is separated by country, so I don't know if Nigerians had their stuff set to US, but hopefully they can see that and be ski and you know be smart and save themselves. I hope so. Hello, Rod and Karen. Thanks again for another outstanding episode 639, gayest show ever. Way to elaborate on the inner dynamics in NCAA athletics and the control of its players. As a collegiate sports fanatic, you guys alluded, fan behavior contrasts between sports. Baseball, volleyball fans aren't as rabid as basketball and football. Also, considering the demographics of his players, um, continues to play at the crux of these outbursts. Nevertheless, thanks again for an outstanding episode, TJ. Thanks, TJ.
0: Thank you, sweetie.
1: And yeah, man, that's always bothered me is like, you know, 50-something-year-old white men yelling at young black kids. Like, that shit will never, that optic will always look fucked up to me because it's like, you know, hey, dude, it's just a sport. You yeah, know, calm down. Point. <clears throat> you don't own these kids because they went to this school.
0: Ain't that the truth.
1: <clears throat> I guess it is time to write a review. Sigh. from J underscore Wow, G-U-I-L. I ran up on this podcast when I was searching for black comedy of the podcast variety over six months ago, I guess. I saw the title and thought to myself, I am a black guy who tips so maybe the podcast might be good a good fit for me. The first episode that I had the privilege of listening to was the one where Rod played a clip of the blind kid playing football.
0: I, uh, I remember that one.
1: I cannot lie, even though I did not see the clip while I was listening to the show. Just the comments that Rod made during the show is absolutely hilarious. While I cannot say I totally like the show or agree with some of the opinions being shared, I cannot say that I hate or dislike the show either.
3: <clears throat>
1: I do, ha- I do hear some things that are said by Rod and Karen, various guests, etc. They give me a good laugh from time to time, but I am similar to Karen with some of the things being said. Meaning, like her, a majority of the jokes tend to fly right over my head. <laughs> it just, yeah, Karen, you know the jokes be flying over your head, you know. It just could be because I'm focused on what I'm working on. Still, since I only listen to the podcast while I'm at work, all in all, the show keeps me coming back for more. So I guess I must enjoy the show to some degree. Just from both, just from hearing both Rod and Karen or other shows that I discovered. Through listening to that show i can say that rod is a liar as he is not the jerk slash asshole that he claims to be and karen is not as clueless to a lot of things as she seems to be lol keep, <laughs> keep doing what y'all are doing it works for y'all quite well well thanks jay guile thank you um and uh we appreciate you leaving us a review man even if uh you guess you like the show we guess we like this five-star review i know that much
2: <laughs>
1: Been listening for a year now Love the show This is from VC3 I started listening to TBGWT on a regular basis last year Just on a whim Heard of the show through Rod's frequent call to TWIB Radio And decided to give it a shot Since then, not only have I enjoyed this show All the jokes, Karen's laughs, and the games This show has put me on to other fantastic and interesting podcasting communities One final point Popeye's it's open on Wilkinson Boulevard. You're welcome. Oh yeah, we know. I just, okay. yeah, yeah, I haven't slid over there cause I heard it's, the line is crazy.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, like I heard. You have to go at an off time.
1: I heard the line be around the block. Like you gotta go up there, like.
0: Oh, is, is, is it <clears> down, um, Wilkinson Boulevard across from that, um Captain D's down there and that? I don't area? know. I haven't
1: been there. I haven't okay. been there. Okay. But seriously, great show, Rod and Karen. Thank you for the laughs. Keep up the great work, and congratulations on becoming your own business. Thank you very much, VC3. Thank you, sweetie. Five-star review, intelligent, logical, funny, and the list goes on by Corey P. Your podcast is amazing. I'm very grateful that I have found you. Now I don't have to listen to white podcasts and make racist black jokes on the slide. Perfect. Thank you, Corey. Um, Thank
0: you, sweetie.
1: Let's, uh, let's get into what else we got, uh, the page.
0: Yeah, but before you, uh, move on, I want to let everybody know. Uh, to leave us a five-star review on um, iTunes, go to any iTunes device, uh, tap in the black who tips, and up in the uh, left-hand corner, it should say write us a review. and You can uh, write us a review and leave us stars. If you do not have an Apple device, create an iTunes account and go up in the corner and and follow the instructions as before. But remember, if you are outside of the continental United States, this does include Canada and <coughs> Mexico, let us know because for some reason, iTunes is like only fifty states. Mm-hmm. We know y'all connected, but it don't matter. Only the fifty states. So let us know if you're outside that genre. And if you want to leave us a five star review on Stitcher. You can leave it on our actual site on Stitcher on like the blackout dot com slash Stitcher or something like that. Uh type us in there. We we should come up. Or you can leave us a review on individual <laughs> episodes on stitcher through whatever phone you have uh it should have one of the tabs that just say comments and you normally can log in <clears> under <throat> your facebook name and it should allow you to leave us a comment that posts straight to our account thank you everybody
1: boom so the blackouttips.com you guys can go here click on the episodes leave uh feedback by leaving comments you can vote in the polls um leave comments on your vote in the polls There's a lot of stuff you can do to uh communicate with the show the first episode of last week was episode 642, Too Much Howard, Uh and uh, we had a comment from Daz who says, how could Howard leave too much feedback? That's like saying there's too much hot sauce on my burrito, baby. <laughs> but to be serious, I was listening to the feedback show, and in all the Howard parts, I kept hearing Childish Gambino's voice in my head saying, doors left open, I don't know who I am anymore. All right, my niggas. <laughs> I mean, Monica's. All right, Monica's. P.S. Howard, I hope that you know and understand that fucking with you just mean we like you. Don't pull a Gabby on us. P.P.S. Howard, quit bullshitting. You wrote that. I'm sorry. I'm not Idris Elba poem, didn't you? Ha <laughs> ha! Um, and the poll results. Uh, no comments, just votes. Did Howard leave too much feedback? Yes, it was too much. No, it wasn't enough or it was just the right amount. 66% of people said it was too much. Uh which means uh and I think it's a pretty high percentage. 21% of people thought it wasn't enough. And 13% of people thought it was just the right amount. So uh thank goodness those people don't run the show.
2: All
1: right. Ah! Uh <clears throat> looking at Nikki episode 643 um we, uh, we, you know, it was after President's Day because he took that off. Um, and, uh, we got one comment on this, and this is from a negro Montoya. What the hell is going on with rappers showing their asses in regard to black history lately? Cause, uh, one of the topics on the show was Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. and that picture she took that looks like, uh, that, well, it was Malcolm X looking out the window with the AK and, um, she put "Looking ass niggas" as the cover artwork for her for her single "Looking ass niggas."
0: Yes, she did.
1: Well, she later went on to say it was about female empowerment, but if you listen to the song, it's just it sounds like a rapper b- b- flossing.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you
1: know, I'm in the club with you, looking ass niggas. You know, walking around, yeah. got a watch, looking ass nigga. Look right. at my
0: ass, you looking ass niggas. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this time last year, we were treated to the horrendous "Beat the pussy up like Emmett Till" line from Lil Wayne. Now this. Throw in these party promoter asshats using MLK's image on the club flyers during his national holiday, and you've got a recipe for gen- a generation of folks who don't give two smooth squirrel turds about their own history. I guess next year we'll have to put up with people using images of black men protecting black women from fire hoses with captions reading, don't save these hoes, or some shit like that. Ah! I quit humans. <laughs> <laughs> so this man has now quit humans because of y'all. Um
0: you have taken it too far.
1: <clears throat> the poll was: Is Nicki Minaj just looking at ass niggas empowering to women? Yes, no, or haven't heard it. Which I don't know how you can pick haven't heard it because we played it on that episode. But okay.
0: Unless you voted before you heard right. to the episode, yeah.
1: Yes, nine percent think it was empowering to women. Which I think they're just they they got to be trying to be funny, right? I hope so. It didn't seem all right. Well, okay.
0: Maybe we listened to didn't hear the same song.
1: No, 68% of people said no. Rational people, I agree with. Mm. And 23% of people just haven't heard it. Kyle says, I do not think this generic song is empowering the women at all. Not to mention that Nicki Minaj's presence in mainstream rap has not made it easier for female rappers to get signed, like some have predicted. Between 2009 and 2014, only four other women have been signed. These women are Iggy Azalea, Azalea Banks, Creation, and Angel Hayes. Angel Hayes is nice, though. but, But, yeah... It it doesn't help that two of them had the same name, Azalea and Azalea. Like that's that's when I knew something was up. <laughs> Conspiracy. Um, we got episode six forty four, the wedge. Uh, we got one comment on this joint. Um, and it's from a guest. They didn't want to say their name. Nicki Minaj's misuse of Malcolm X's image is upsetting on a deeply personal level, as I stated. Oh, this is Howard. Why did he put guest instead of his regular name? Look, Howard, you can't trick us, okay? We can tell the feedback is from you, even if you put guest. okay? (laughs) We know
0: your language, sir.
1: Yeah, stop trying to... uh, Come on, man. (laughs) You ain't got the half from us. Yeah, we we know it's you. Nicki Minaj's misuse of Malcolm X's image is upsetting on a deeply personal level. As I've stated before, I'm from Lansing, Michigan, the town in which Malcolm spent his most formative years, so so much that we would name the school after him, El-Haj, Malik El-Shabazz Academy, that I attended at one point. The one thing I noticed before and after is that outside of that kid's school, I mean, outside of that school, kids were taught more about the safe icons of black history. They never bring up Brother Malcolm or Muhammad Ali, but will never stop showing MLK and Jackie Robinson uh, shoving them down our throats. Nicki Minaj's mass ignorance of the context shows how America wants black people to look at our history, Always to the past of struggle, but never think of where we could go. And for some black people to work towards assimilation rather than betterment. So, yeah, I I, I hear you, I guess. I mean, I think too many people just think that what you learn, who you learn about in school is going to become what you gravitate towards as far as your ideals. And I think that's just a falsehood that we need to stop uh, spreading because I learned about a lot of shit that I don't agree with
0: true and also a lot of it comes from the fear of teaching and oppressed people about being oppressed from the people that oppress them and all of a sudden they feel like people are going to outrage and kick shit over when in reality that's not going to happen right. you're just educating them but the thing about it when people become educated you you have to fear them because they they began to be the generation that makes the changes because they know better
1: right um and also i mean they're like it, it's also to protect people that, you know, like white people who don't want to feel bad about historically the things that their race has done. So it's like, oh, I'm going to feel bad. So I don't want to learn about this thing. But it's, it's history, it's history.
0: That, it, yeah. You know,
1: like it's only one way to learn about history,
0: you know? Hey, regardless of how good, bad, or fucked up it is. Yeah.
1: Um. Are you sad you are not Idris Elba was the poll for this episode. Uh, no, I'm not sad. I'm a lady, but yes, I wish I was Idris too, or yes I wish I was. Ten percent of people are sad they're not Idris Elba. Oh. Uh twenty twenty two percent of people are ladies, but they wish they were Idris Elba too. And sixty eight percent of people said they're not sad. So mm-hmm. apparently, um, Idris didn't have as much of an effect on the black community as I thought when I was uh online that day. Mm-hmm um and why we find missing white women was the last episode of the week uh we had a poll should christians boycott the noah movie movie yes it's taking it too many liberties no go see it 10 percent of people said it's taking it too many liberties and 90 percent of people said go see it so i, I agree with those people mm-hmm. erica says this may be one of my favorite episodes along with the episode in which rod talks about the cussing black mechanic Laughing my ass off at the theory behind finding white women must you only be white to get fucked in the pussy? Apparently so.
0: <laughs> uh, You're not finding these sisters. Going by the statistics. <clears throat> the,
1: the way I see it, they are not finding these sisters when they're talking about fucking people in the pussy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a you know, I'm assuming that's how it goes. Uh all right, we had a comment on our spin off show, The Nerd Off. Uh Nahan eighty seven said, Yeah, you have the KKK on this week. Love it when Chris, Karen, and Kev are on. So y'all were the guests for the hey, Nerd hey, Off. And uh, apparently the nickname is the KKK.
0: Sorry. I didn't realize
1: that. And we also got a new comment on our off-season review of Walking Dead Season 4 Part 1. Uh, Natasha P says, Excellent show. I don't watch The Walking Dead but still find myself totally engrossed in your recaps. I'll definitely be tuning on for more reviews. So yeah, that, I think I feel like that's the ultimate compliment. Mm -hmm. somebody's like i'm not even into this shit but But
0: i love to hear y'all talk about shit and some of the shows we do you might not care about but by the time we finish you might be interested in and you might not you just might have a good laugh listening to us talk about shit
1: yeah that's dope man um we got voicemails let me uh play these voicemails for everybody oh wait i should probably go to the voicemail section to do that Ah!
4: Green on the October Podcast, Rodden Karen, and it's power T S 2 Um I'm going I'm going to keep this as terse as possible. Nicki Minaj with her song uh, Looking at Niggas is, is offending me not by the song itself, but the cover uh, cover she's used using Malcolm X. This offends me due to the fact that Malcolm X is has a very good power tie to where I live, which is Lansing, Michigan, the very city where he spent his most formative years. He's considered a hero around here. And for her to use him, misuse him for such an ignorant and fucked up song shows how how out of touch she is with both her own culture and really just history. So, yes, I am going. to, that's all I got to say, carry on with your show.
1: We will carry on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, hey man, you don't gotta um like leave the message and the um comment on the show if they say the same thing. Just one is fine. But uh, yeah, man, I, I feel you. I understand. Uh, it was very disrespectful. I don't, and I'm not a person that even holds up um, history as a thing where you can't laugh at it or whatever. Um, like if she would have just said, "Look, I was trying to be funny. I was making a joke." And just dealt with the backlash. I think that would have been better than her lying and saying, Oh, it's about women's empowerment. And, you know, uh, of course I respect Malcolm X and up, yeah. it's like, nah, you, you weren't trying to raise any type of awareness. You, you st- strictly were going for the optics of calling Malcolm X a looking ass nigga or, mm-hmm. or saying people are looking at me and I'm Malcolm X looking back at these looking ass nigga. Either way, it, it wasn't appropriate, but because you didn't embrace it. Uh, y- you know, you actually made it worse for yourself.
4: Yes, she you did. Uh,
1: next one, man.
4: Hey, y'all, man, what's up, Rod? What's up, Karen? This is your Boy Maduro and ATL. Oh man, I thought y'all was bullshitting about that Flappy Bird on the phone. I checked Craigslist. All of a sudden, I see some Flappy Bird people. Walk, I see an ad. Somebody wants five thousand dollars for that iPad Mini with Flappy Bird on it. That's crazy as fuck, yo. But funny shit is. And somebody, I bought a iPhone, a broken iPhone, from somebody, and I got the screen fixed, and it thing has Flexibird on it. So I might try to, might try to make me some money off that motherfucker. Anyway, y'all do what y'all do. Great as always. Y'all can keep getting my my fifteen dollars because ain't ain't nothing else better better on podcast, man. Fuck everybody else. Y'all be
0: good. <coughs> uh, thank
1: Jeez, you very much. Thank you, um, sweetie. Appreciate you, uh, Mudro. Uh, Making it
0: with that flat bird he getting ready to, huh?
1: Yeah, thanks for being a, um, you know, premium subscriber and, uh, just the views of Mudro as far as fuck everybody else did not, uh, go for us, me and Karen. Um, those ah! are, those are his own views. Um, I like everybody else, so, uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate you, uh, listening to us, man, and, uh, looking it up. Next voicemail. Hey, right,
4: Karen. This is your boy, Eddie, down in Florida. I don't usually call shows, but I had to call y'all so I can get some things in. Like, first, fuck that one dude who called in trying to be all snarky about you messing up, mixing up Florida with somewhere else. Florida fucked up. I ain't from Florida. I'm from New Jersey. My wife is from Florida. Every time we watch some stupid-ass pop shows, I'm always fucking with about how many times Florida come up. (laughs) Anyway, I just wanted to call tell y'all I love y'all show, keep doing what y'all doing. Mm -hmm. I mean I really, really love y'all show. If your show was a woman and it was missing, I'd find it so I could fuck it right
0: in the pussy. Love you. (laughs) Do your thing.
1: oh my sir Did you know <laughs> your, your mic was on
0: <laughs> well we will we will we, we'll never get lost in his world He was like, i will find it <laughs>
1: yeah I, I hope you know that,
0: that i will be on the news talking about your black ass
1: that was live sir that was live <laughs> um but yeah uh i think that um uh you know obviously we appreciate it man just uh showing us love and whatnot because thank uh, you sweetie you know, uh, we we try to try to put out good podcast. man. We good do. Um, as far as that dude that was talking shit about me getting California and Florida confused, it was a story about a person collecting snakes and being crazy. C- can we be honest? Like that was like it would be very easy, for, and it had the same name as somewhere in Florida. It, it's a very easy mistake to make. Well, uh, maybe Florida wasn't doing so much ratchet shit all the time it
0: would be the first thing to pop in your mind yeah
1: go call me the one time I got it wrong and shit what about the 757 times you should have been ashamed of yourself Yeah, how about that
4: <laughs> call
1: <laughs> me then next voicemail.
4: hey right Karen this is Eddie again in Florida I forgot to tell y'all my top three favorite Karenisms. isms number one it's hot <laughs> number two Literally, and number three, it's one of those things where, I love y'all. Be crazy. <laughs> Peace, sweetie.
1: There you go, Karen. Your top three things that you do that make Eddie oh, laugh.
0: Oh, people do love me, and my voice ain't always annoying and shit like that. <laughs> I'm glad.
1: Well, when the jokes aren't flying over your head, you know, you're not
0: too Like bad. the airplane? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Karen. My
2: name is Missy. I wanted to call and let y'all know how much I love y'all guys and y'all show. Uh, I actually wanted to call about the Looking As Nikki episode. Um, you know, we're talking about Drake. I don't think he was being petty. I just think that he thinks, just like everybody else, that apology was whack, not needed, and it wasn't genuine. I don't, I really don't think that. He was like, oh, if Kenzie got a text, I see he got a text, too. No, I don't think that. Malcolm Moore only put out that apology just because he wanted to appear like, oh, look at me. I ain't humble." No, that's, no. I don't think he was being petty. Also, I had a question. Um, Can you get awarded extra credit points for fucking black people? Because I feel like George Zimmerman. Should be at a smooth, I don't know, maybe like 1750000 <laughs> because I think I said he was quoted as saying something like, uh, I just want my regular life back. Well, really, you know who else just wants their life back, period? You deep freeze a build back. You know what? I'm not going to do this on y'all's voicemail. Anyway, I love y'all's podcast. Uh, Karen, I absolutely love your accent. And especially when you go, I clearly do. Or oh, like spaghetti sauce with a little bit of sugar is it is these knees You just need to give it a second chance. I, I, I think you'll really enjoy it. Th- anyway, th- love y'all. Show y'all
0: keep up the great work. Bye. Bye bye. I think I put too much sugar in it. That was the issue. I, I did. Yeah, know. you know that that
1: explains the beginning of her voicemail. Yeah, when she was supporting Drake. Because if you think sugar and spaghetti is good, then you probably think that sugar in your rappers is good and that's why you like old sweet ass drake you know <laughs> Call, calling up him making excuses for this whack nigga. um i'm gonna have to break down the whole interview again so let's just go back through it now oh lord yeah this is what happened it's not like i wanted i didn't wake up this morning and say you know what i would love to re-examine that bullshit that drake said during the show but that's what's happening now and all because of her <clears throat> at the <laughs> never loved- Mm-hmm. never loved her. Never loved him know, you know <laughs> Don't sound petty at all After Macklemore and Ryan Lewis won Best New Artist And three trophies in the rap category at last month's Grammy Awards The duo's mouthpiece tried to prove that he He thought another nominee should have walked off With some golden hardware and said You got robbed He texted Kendrick, I wanted you to win So then he put that message on Instagram And then Drake had to say something about it Because he got asked about it He said To put it bluntly He thought that shit was whack as fuck I was like You won Why are you posting your text message Just chill Take your W And if you feel you didn't deserve it Go get better and make better music He tells Rolling Stone Contributor editor Jonah Weiner It felt cheap It didn't feel genuine Why do that Why feel guilt You think those guys would pay homage to you if they won Drake's notes, Drake notes that what Grammy wins don't always go to the artist that makes the best album. This is how the world works. He made a brand of music that appealed to more people than me, Hov, Kanye, and Kendrick. Whether people want to say it's racial or whether it's just the fact that he tapped into something we can't tap into, that's just how the cards fall on your shit. And in the end, if Macklemore were going to start doing our apo- giving out apologies, he should have reached out to more nominees. Drake says, and this is the part where I was like, oh, this is what it's really about. Okay, because, like, up to this point, I was kind of like, okay, I guess that's a good point. You know, you know, why apologize? You won the shit. And why? But then he says to name just Kendrick. You to clap, you why would he name just Kendrick? Kendrick, what about me? Huh, Macklemore? What about me? Motherfuckers never loved us. Hmm. He said, that shit made me feel funny. Made him feel funny? You a grown man.
2: <laughs> What's wrong
1: with you? Why are you being petty? Feel funny, like inside your tummy? Like, how do you feel funny? Ah, he, made, you made, he
0: made it turn. You made you, you want to cry
1: some? You going to squirt some? You going to cry? Then he's
0: going to his to calm that Tummy hurt down.
1: He said, "No. In that case, you robbed everybody. We all need text messages. We all need text messages. What is this? A bridal shower? Ah, said invite everybody. The fuck is wrong with you? He didn't think your shit was better than his. He don't think you need a text message. He only think Kendrick shit was better than his. You petty, weak ass nigga. Anyway."
0: Thanks for calling the show and
1: leaving us voicemail. Well,
3: thank you. you, sweetie. Next voicemail. Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. This is Deanna. I wanted to give you guys a call to tell you um, first Wednesday show was just in one of my top ten shows. I laughed from beginning to end. Um, and I, you know, I like when you guys have guests and everything, but some of your very best shows were just the, the two of you, um, you know, just kicking it with us, the audience, and so it, it was really, really good. Um, and so I just wanted to call and um, just kind of share um, a short story about something live that you touched on. I can't remember exactly what the story was about, but you um, were talking about how, like, I guess the story had something to do with someone either who had a mental health issue or um, may have been under the influence of drugs. I can't remember which one it was. Um, But you were talking about how you would like to be able to be the person to tell them, like, the next day, like, yo, like, let me tell you what you did, um, you know, last night or or whatever, you know, things that they could not remember. And so that kind of happened to me once a couple years ago. I had um, a major surgery, and, of course, they had to put me under And so um, I'm in the recovery room and my mom is there with me. And so when I woke up, she asked me if I remember what I said. And so I'm like, I remember what I said when I've been asleep since the surgery. And she said, well, about an hour ago, you woke up and you asked, um, where's the baby? And so she said that she says, well, what baby? And I say, well, didn't I have a baby? And she said, I said, well, she said, um, yeah, but your baby is four. You had a baby four years ago. Whoa. And she said, I said, oh, and passed out. <laughs> so then, um, you know, maybe 15 minutes later, she said, I, I woke up again and I said, try Anna to get out that closet. Well, I, I don't have anybody in my life named Anna at all. I, I don't know and Anna. So, uh, I don't know if whoever this Anna was, I was encouraging her to come out of a physical closet or maybe I felt like Anna needed to, you know, tell her lifestyle to the world. I, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the last thing, um, she said, I, you know, passed back out. And then some time later, I woke up again and uh, said the following.
2: Oh, I see her face to I go on the street. And even at
3: the picture of show, have you seen her? And pass back out. What? Oh, so, uh-huh. all of that to say, um, I guess that would be fun for the person who is watching you at the pure dance fool. Um, it is not so much fun for the person <laughs> who is um being the pure dance fool to find out that information later. Um, and yes my mom was sitting there documenting this on her iPad so that she could make sure she remembered to tell me and uh and, and share this uh red embarrassing story with other people. So anywho I you know, that just kinda triggered that memory for me and so great show as always, guys. Keep up the great work. Um, shout out to um, Black Island Tips Nation, and a special
1: shout out to, uh special shout-out to Premium Nation. Love you guys, and take care. Bye. They must have gave bye you
0: bye. the good drugs. They gave you the good drugs. Good grief. You was having I,
1: past lives and shit?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think that <coughs> happened to me, you know, because yeah. I went under, and I, when I go to sleep, I go to sleep. Came up singing and shit? That's yeah, crazy. they gave you some wonderful stuff, honey.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you might experience, like, maybe used to be a somebody else in the past life or something like that. But, uh, yeah. yeah um, I, I
0: hope Anna makes it out that closet and I hope you, you know, I hope you find that girl you thinking about. Have you yeah. seen him?
1: Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's a lot of drugs. Like, and then, you know, like the thing is, I think what the story was, it was a manic depressive guy who had a manic episode and then like went to this person's house, thought he was a secret agent. He thought it was Jack Bauer from 24. Mm-hmm. He was like, putting crabs in people's closets for some reason and taking food out the fridge and like just weird shit. And I was like, Oh, I wonder what it's like when somebody is telling you like, Hey dog, you thought you were Jack Bauer. It's Like what I did.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. You took, you took my credit cards and stuffed them in my muffin. Why would I do that?
1: Yeah. You sure that was me, man? Yeah. You said you were with CTU. You had to do it. You asked for Chloe. Uh, Episode 641 AA. Um, this is from Titus. He says, hi, Karen and Rod. I was listening to the show where you're, when the topic of AA came up, the gentleman presented an argument against 12 step programs, just so he popped up, pop up his own theoretical approach. Psychodynamic therapy contends that individuals problems, uh, situations are caused by childhood trauma. Research has consistently shown that a variety of factors contribute to alcoholism. If psychodynamic therapy is provided, it takes years to make progress. Most private health insurers do not pay for years of sessions. ACA may change the limit. Affordable Health Care Act may change that limit. Uh, The cost associated with psychodynamic therapy can be extremely high. For example, one hour of individual therapy may cost between $100 to $150 per hour. Psychodynamic therapy may require 10 to 15 sessions each year. Sorry for the long email. Wow. Have a pleasant day. Wow. Yeah. And then the the thing was, they they statistically broke it down in the article because the article wasn't by the guy who was saying use psychodynamic therapy. It was by a third person. And that, that third person was like, but even that has a low, uh, a low success rate.
0: Okay. For the money that you're putting into it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like it was like, well, this is actually less successful than AA. So like even this is just a theory, you know michael dunn from terry s she says i'm listening to the podcast from sunday and pulled up an article i'm done too angry right now i will leave you with a classic michael dunn quote you know i was thinking about that today and i was like i'm the fucking victim here i'm the i was the one who was victimized michael dunn said from jail in december 2012 a month after the shooting um just talking about the shooting of jordan davis and shooting at his friends or whatever Mm -hmm. But yeah, there, there's been a lot of stuff released around it, like there's phone calls, letters he wrote from jail. I, I don't know how people get their hands on that and how that becomes public record. How, how are you, baby? But but I, I guess this is a link to the call. I'm good. No, you're not, and I know
2: you're not.
3: Michael Dunn got emotional while talking to his girlfriend, Rhonda Rauer, in the days following his arrest for the murder of Jordan Davis.
4: I'm in a room by myself, so I'm fine. I'm -hmm. I'm absolutely fine.
3: He tried to comfort her from jail, telling her being in isolation was better than being in the general (coughs) population.
4: So being in a a room by myself kind of sucks, but I I guess it'd be better than being in a room with a man.
3: He said he spends his time writing her letters and reading.
4: I read half the Bible. Dunn
3: cried when Rower told him his friends and family were praying for him.
2: It's like a freaking hole, you know, not
3: in everybody's heart, but in
2: everybody's life that you're not here.
4: Well, oh, thank you.
3: Babe, we miss you and love you so much. And again, Dunn defended his actions.
4: So it's my fault because I asked him to narrate it. <laughs> it's like I got attacked and and I fought back because I didn't want to be a victim, and now I'm in trouble.
1: Yep. So there you go, man. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels like I'm over having rage about this shit. I'm just raged out. I don't even know what to say. Just. Fuck him. Glad he got some time. Hopefully they retry him on the murder charge and he gets convicted of that shit too. True. Um, Sweeb, I believe, or Sue. Sue writes in, G-O-T, Rod, are you guys going to do an episode recap of, for Game of Thrones? I know you have a new podcast for show seasonal recaps, but Game of Thrones recasts were the best last season. I was hooked. Please do a show-by-show show recap again, even if it's for premium customers only it's it's still a great show thanks sue yeah we're planning on doing it exactly like we did last time so yeah be, I- get patrice on mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> uh try to get her you know recap the show with us and talk about it before we do the regular show and uh mm-hmm. we'll continue to do dim thrones as normal you know and obviously like every other show After two weeks, it'll go into the premium feed, so it'll be for people on the website that have premium, but yeah, nobody who listens live should miss any of it, so. Nope. Listener feedback from James. He says, hey, Rod and Karen, my name is James. I'm from Florida, oh, Florida, and I've been listening to you guys since March 2013. Wow, almost coming up on a whole year here. Mm -hmm. I really love the discussion you guys had this week about dating in today's world. I also enjoyed you, Rod, when you were on the Black Astronauts podcast, Silence is the New Rejection episode. That was the ladies' launch. Mm -hmm. I think Rod is very correct in saying that social media has totally messed up dating in general. I was just talking to my mom about this the other day before this episode on how I don't date girls that have thousands of followers on Instagram for no other reason besides being attractive. I mean, would those girls date you though, James? I mean, cause those girls are like uh, they have uh, the pick of the litter. Oh yeah, I know. It, I know it may sound crazy, but why would a girl care about a dude taking them out when they can get hundreds of dudes thirsting over them on every picture that po- they post? Yeah, I always do wonder how that works, but I guess you know, real life would be quote unquote better than the internet unless somebody was like a psycho or some shit, you True. know. Like those dudes might like her picture of her titties, but they
0: ain't they you know, really trying not, to deal with her.
1: And they're not like paying for a date. They're not Mm-mm. spending time talking to her. They're not Mm-mm. you know, doing you know, they don't live there, they're not doing all that shit. Although I do wonder how that works in the new the new age, you know, where uh if you're dating somebody that's popular on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, they got new pictures that leaked out there at some point or mm-hmm. They just got pictures of them, you know, titties smushed up together every, you know, every other picture. Like, I, I wonder how you deal with that because people don't have any roots any anymore. It's like the whole internet is the club. Yeah, and
0: yeah, big, big, huge ass club,
1: and nobody cares about your relationship. So you know, mm. it's, you know, I, I, I'm sure shit does get disrespectful, and you have to tune it out, or you know, some people don't know or care about your relationship, and you know, they you know and some people get off on the enjoyment of like being uh liked and admired for looking a certain way and all that shit so i, I can see how that would cause a lot of insecurities in a relationship how you would have to have some talks you know how you would might want people's behavior online to change once they get in a relationship mm. um that could get really complicated cuz you know if you've got if you found her because she was putting her titties on the internet that's not going to stop just cuz you're around you know
0: yep and and and, and it kind of goes vice versa for women too you know it's dudes Mm -hmm. that do the same thing post uh chest pics post dick pics you know have sexy voices and things like that and well even
1: just the way dudes talk sometimes yep you know just talk like they're single talk like they're out there trying to get some ass or something Mm -hmm. or just you know just kind of you know how you can tell when it's like oh this dude's definitely on the hunt and it's like well if you know, does she like that? You know, she might be like, that's whack. Don't do that anymore. So
0: That's true, too.
1: You just have to add that talk, man, see what they think. Uh, he says, I meet the girl, get her number, talk to her on the phone. She asks if I have an Instagram or a Twitter. At that point, she follows me and we both see everything. <laughs> we finally meet and I try to ask her deeper questions and get personal. And it's almost as if I asked her to solve world hunger or something. So I just keep it simple and try to have a good time. Yeah, that's weird because... Like, you can learn so much about people online, and then, like, it's like, I've seen your fucking vagina, mm. and then I come, not so and, I show, and then I show up, and I ask you something, like, so what do you think about blah, 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 and it's like, whoa, 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 calm down, sir.
0: That's too personal. We
1: don't know each other. I'm like, I've seen the inside of your labia. Like, we can't fucking have a discussion. Ah, <laughs> we gotta know, talk about the weather and the traffic to build up to this?
0: And the fun, the, the most weirdest part is that as much as people put out on social media, And as much as people try to combine real life and social media, people still keep that shit separate because in real life a lot of motherfuckers are very awkward to meet in real life and that mm-hmm. awkwardness comes out when you meet them but they feel free on twitter yeah and you meet them in real life they're like oh you asking personal questions you're like motherfucker you put your address your telephone number your social security card on twitter but i can't ask you you know do you like pink or green
1: yeah and it's, and you know a lot of people like you said they go there because it's an outlet because they're socially awkward mm-hmm. i think it's why i get a lot of questions like well what do you like in real life and it's like this
0: yeah yeah you know and i I think that's why
1: people doubt it or they don't believe it because they they've there's a lot of people that are like i'm not like this at all i'm just doing this shit on twitter you know and uh people getting busted getting in trouble that darth van shit became like a big ass like uh this girl got busted um I guess, fronting on the internet in some way. She was being mean to people and stuff the other day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, some people caught her in Applebee's. That's how real Twitter is. Motherfuckers recognize your face or something in Applebee's or stalk you. Somehow they find out wow. who you are. They're, they recorded her on video and everything of her basically, you know, getting exposed to she, who, that she who she was and how she really looked and shit. And then she, like, walked out of Applebee's. Like, deleted, deleted her Twitter account. Like, it was it was crazy. But, wow. you know, and, and apparently she was like, I, I never followed her, but she was like a big bully and got in a lot of fights on Twitter and shit. but and, and it's like, is that really you? You know? Like, what part is really you? I remember that Robin Flowers dude from last year who was always doing dark-skinned women fl- uh, slander and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And he posted a picture of his girl, and she was kind of dark-skinned, and people went in on the fact that, she wasn't a 10, you know, mm-hmm. and then people told her in real life that, hey, this is what your husband does, boyfriend, whatever. This is what he does. Um, going around talking bad about black women all day. And you know, like shit gets real.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, and I think sometimes. Like I said, I think people want to keep it separate. When a lot of times those worlds do collide, and it's just one of those things where if you're the same across the board, you're not gonna have an issue. But like you said, if you're bullying, if you're talking shit, you're constantly arguing with people, you're constantly combative with people, you're constantly I have a bunch of negativity out there, you're constantly in all these debates about men, debates about women, and what people fail to realize people in real life and on Twitter are sensitive. They're very, very sensitive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just don't know how to let shit go and how to move on. And you be done moved on and they never forget. And that's how you get somebody finding out who you are, finding out where you work, following you like you a fucking celebrity when in reality, uh, Twitter famous is not really famous. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to Put more emphasis on being quote unquote Twitter famous when in the end of the day unless you are known uh, anybody outside of Twitter don't give a fuck about you if you're quote unquote just Twitter famous and so it's just one of those things where I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on followers and you have a certain amount of followers all of a sudden you're a celebrity and this and that when in reality that that's not your world and this is and, and, it, and it's sad that people went through all this length just to put her on Twitter j- just to uh make a mockery of her when at the end of the day it's really not that important because to me it's just fucking twitter but a lot of well, people don't take it yeah, like that Yeah, and if
1: you but you also don't make your account by like you don't it depends on how you get quote-unquote twitter famous that's right? true too like if you just sit around shitting on people all day talking bad about black okay. men, talking bad about Nigerians, talking uh getting in fights with people bullying yes. people uh, that's a totally different like it will get that serious for somebody.
0: Yes, it will.
1: It's always that serious to somebody. Yes, it is. I mean, I don't really condone that shit, but I ain't going to save you either. Like, but, but anyway, back to the context of this though, of this uh, email relationship wise it's weird to me that people have to secretly keep their social media away from each other because it's like, what are you talking about? That's so bad or so like what's going on there that's so, Secretive, you know what I mean? Like, what is it that you can't share? Um, you know, and I mean, just forever. And are you gonna do that forever? Are you just gonna? I'm not on Twitter, I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on this forever. Like, how does that work? But, um, anyway,
0: some doing this, some just start up in the the whole complete another account.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy to me. Um, I really feel like both of my parents have raised me to date a girl that quite frankly doesn't exist anymore. On that note, I've never dated a girl that has had both of her parents in their lives. And that's coming from someone who has dated people from all walks of life. Girls want a relationship like Jay and Beyonce because that's all they know. It might be a correlation there, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I think you might be reading too much into it, but, um, it, like, I, I don't think, I don't know. You know, I don't, you're like, you, you sound like you gotta be young cause like J and Beyonce is something that I think a young girl might look up to as a relationship ideal but I think adults would not look up to that like adults kind of see them as entertainers entertainment mm-hmm. but they don't actually go I want that in my life Mm-mm. as a relationship I mean that's a show business relationship you know yes, sir. Um, so I don't know about that uh, he says uh, I'm only t- Oh, I'm only 21. <clears throat> there you go. That answers that question, then. Yeah, you're only 21. It's way too early to think about a lot of this shit. But, yeah, you're only 21, so the majority of people you're going to meet are going to be stupid because everybody's stupid at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met some women of substance that I'm interested in. I'm going to be more direct. I'm growing to be more direct with girls because Karen is right that girls do go out with guys just to be nice to avoid the backlash of hurting the guy's feelings. Mm-hmm. And that has happened to me once before. Yes. I think the best way to deal with that is what Rod said, and just, that's just being direct with your intentions. It's a risk, it's a risk, but it saves you a ton of time. Yeah, I'm, yes, it does. I'm more about saving my time, honestly. Like, that's the thing, the only thing about honesty that, I mean, cause for the record, and I just want to make this clear, when I say honesty, I don't mean being an asshole, okay? A nope. lot of people think that's the same thing, and it's not the fucking same thing. You can be polite, you can have tact, and you can also be honest, alright? So let's just, Clear that away. Nobody write the show about that shit. All right. Um, <clears throat> I like honesty because it does save me time. Like, I just like to get it out the way. Like, hey, because cause, why beat around the bush knowing that I don't really believe that shit? And then at some point, that has to be a big reveal that I didn't. It's like, well, actually, I don't, I don't want to go to church. What? It's like, yeah, I've been going to church for seven months and I hate this shit. Why would you go? You know, like, why not just up front? Hey, I, I'm not going to church. Would you so you can go if you want to that ain't my shit and let her make that choice and then I can and then I don't have to feel bad later when she's like you never go to church I'm like but we talked about it
0: ain't that the truth
1: like you knew you that was the deal you know and people are human they will break the deal they will have problems but that's on them if they lie if they say well I was okay with this and I wasn't that's your fucking fault I was honest Um, hopefully I can get lucky and find my Karen in the future Love you guys. Peace. Well, this one's taken, James. <laughs> get the hell out of here. Don't write my show anymore. Straight on the internet with my wife.
0: Have I it. hope you do find your wife. For shame. Your, your loved one or whoever she is. She out there somewhere.
1: We got this one from mail Howard's comments. Last email today. Hello, Karen and Rob, my favorite flawless couple in podcast land. I know you woke up like this. <laughs> I wouldn't, I would like to address the preponderance of Howard commentary on last week's feedback. I was annoyed at first, then I realized something beautiful was happening. I realized this when he decided to direct comments to Lewis from Los Angeles. At a certain point in the voicemail, his comments about Rod's facial expressions mirrored that Martin bit about the water glistening all over your body. The descriptions of Rod's facial expressions were very, very detailed and specific. And could only be coming from a place of love. Howard, we all realize that sexuality is a spectrum. Ah! And certain factors may make us move up and down that spectrum. I've come to the realization that Rod is that factor for you. Thinking that there is maybe a latent attraction between Howard's commentary makes me think, makes them more palatable somehow. I will accept sitting through Howard's bullshit barely relevant to the content of the fucking show commentary if I believe they are coming from a place of love, attraction that Rick Ross Beard is on point though, and affection. <laughs> <clears throat> Otherwise, he's just a stalking ass motherfucker who needs to rein in his commentary more about the show less about himself. Thanks for another great week of shows. Episode 645 made me look like a madman on the train during my morning commute. So, thanks Emil, glad you enjoyed it.
0: Thank you, sweetie.
1: Uh Howard, uh um you know if 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 it's any type of sexual thing, you know just just you know I don't swing that way, but I respect your right and ability, but just keep it in control, let's just try to keep it relevant to the show, okay uh it's a business relationship at this point, all right, man, um, we'll be back hopefully tomorrow if I'm feeling good mm-hmm. um, and the guest should be Chris Lambert uh, <clears throat> so my goal is to uh shut the fuck up for the rest of the day, drink tea. And, um, yeah, go to the store and yeah. not go outside to do much other than, uh, buy stuff to make me feel better. So
4: mm-hmm.
1: hopefully we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for toughing it through. I know my voice sounds like shit today, but, uh, you know, this is y'all's show, feedback show, and, um, y'all make it worth it. So you do, uh, definitely wanted to show some love and appreciation to all the people that love and appreciate us. Yes. Um, Tuesday show, we should have, uh, my man Mike Felder from In the bleachers. So. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk to you guys then um until well that was only an hour cool cool we did a good job um so until uh tomorrow i love you i
0: love you too baby Mwah.